my right knee has been bugging me ever since we did that run walk. Oh, yeah, you're still screwed up. I'm, I feel so old. Falling apart there, Andrew. Yeah, it's so bad. We don't know what happened to you. And it would be great if Phil's had a couch that was even lower, so it made it feel better. <laughs> yeah, you're you're way below I'm, parallel. Way. You know, real quick. I need a squat suit to sit here. That's a tough. That would be a tough couch to get off of. <laughs> Got like throw your arms way forward to get off of that thing. On soreness, I want to I want to ask you guys this. Soreness is a weird thing. Like, remember when I first started lifting? Right, I would feel that crazy soreness, and you would feel like, "Oh, got a tough workout." And after like a few years, like I'd, either you're used to the soreness, and you don't just feel, you just feel don't feel bad, or you're just not getting a sore. The same thing with jujitsu. Like when I first started, shit was pain, like it was just bad. I would feel drained, and now I train so much more, and I don't feel it. It's right. weird, so weird. You're just a mutant. No, I think like no, we, you you probably feel the same thing with working out, right? Yeah, like no. the adaptation's crazy. Uh, I hadn't worked legs in quite some time, and then Mark he crushed, he killed us. Mm. Tw- uh, sets of twenty, dude. That, that that was bad. That made us really sore. That was real sore. Well, I was real sore. That was really bad. I probably get I probably get pretty sore about like you know maybe like once a month or so just because I get excited i do something you know like a little little over the top or a little mm-hmm. extra i'll get a little sore through like my lats and my chest uh but yeah usually nothing too bad and i don't think you really need to get uh i mean you should be sore it's very normal for a beginner um but i don't think you need to get sore to get big and to get strong mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's one reason why people stop so much too they're like ah it's the soreness it just it, it takes a while, but it just becomes really like you just don't feel yeah, it after a while. They, they dive into the deep end too quick. Oh yes, yeah. I or mean, they it definitely ha- should be some level of soreness, but like just it shouldn't be severe. It should be something that maybe you know lasts for you know about two three days or something. But again, not anything debilitating. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say this right now, so I'm gonna be held to it. But in about maybe a month, uh, I'm gonna schedule it so I don't have any like jujitsu competition. But I'm going to try to do, because I saw a guy do this recently, 52 rolling sessions in one month, meaning most of the days are going to be double days. I'm going to try to do that for a full month and see how I go. Please document it. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure it's all on every, I get everything on video just because like there are some guys in Brazil that are training two times a day all the time. I just want to see how that feels. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So if anybody's watching this on YouTube at youtube.com slash Mark Bell's Power Project or Facebook, facebook.com slash Power Project. You guys will notice it's flannel season. Uh, we all got flannels on now. And at some point during this episode, uh, we are going to tell you guys how you can actually win one of these. What? So, yeah, so stay tuned for that. <clears throat> how much is it going to be? I have no idea, but it's going to be worth free. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant like monthly. <laughs> it's going to be $1,000 if you want to go buy it, but you can win one for free. <clears throat> And if you're on iTunes, you still have a chance to win also. It's not just for that. But, you know, you can't see that we're all wearing flannel. Some people can. People are watching on YouTube. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And the people here at Phil's. Phil, yeah. There we go. Shout out to Phil's again. This is, yeah, I love Phil's, podcasting here. Phil's Coffee Davis. That might be some of the background uh, chatter mm-hmm. that you might be hearing. It feels good, though. It really does. Dude, it's really nice. Yeah. Feels good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Perfect Keto. You guys know we like to mix the uh, MCT oil powders in our coffee. I'll be honest, I didn't do it today. But uh, if you guys want to get in on that or any of the electrolytes, you're digging the electrolytes lately, right? Dude, no. I need it because since I do a lot, all of my workouts are pretty much fasted. Mm-hmm. You, a lot of people like say, oh, I, I'm cramping up or ah, I don't feel good. You know, when I'm doing this fasted, you probably need, like you definitely need electrolytes. Mm-hmm. So, Perfect Keto has a great pair of them. Yeah, and we're going to get into fasting a lot on this episode. So, if you guys want to get ahead of the game, head over to perfectketo.com slash powerproject at checkout. Enter promo code powerproject10 for $10 off your order. Or if you want to be a savage, enter promo code powerproject bundle for $25 off of $100 or more. Okay. <laughs> I think you got that all in. That was yeah, great. Yeah, we're good. Going to talk a little bit about how to fast. You know, we talk a lot about fasting on here, and I think. A lot of people would think, oh, well, I just, you know, I don't eat. Well, it's hard to, like, occupy your time when you're fasting. And uh, we got some tricks because we've been doing it for a while. Um, I've been getting better at it. It's uh, it's taken some time. It's taken some trial. It's taken some error. 
Um, I think in Seam and I both ended up, uh, really like overeating a couple times, you know, but it, it, it that will kind of auto correct itself over, over a period of time. So if you tried some fasting and then you realize two, three days later that you just end up, uh, you know, really splurging and eating a lot of food or even going off the rails and going way off your diet, um, that's very common. That's very normal. It's, it's something that, uh, might happen to you because you're fasting and you're not used to it. Um, but you can get used to it. So today we're going to kind of open up some conversation about, um, you know, how do we occupy our time? How do we like waste time so that we're at the end of our fast and we now have uh, some a plate of food in front of us? Because that's one of the biggest things. Not necessarily wasting time, but yeah, wasting time, you know, because I found that like food is not only something that cures boredom, but it's also something that's, it's a, it's a super social thing, right? So, you know, if like a friend of yours wants to get lunch and you're bored or whatever, you'll end up just going and eating because you got nothing else to do. Right. You know, I found that like ever since I started picking up fasting, you know, when I did whatever year and a half or something ago, um, productivity has been so much more because I have to, I have to plan up more things mm-hmm. to take up blocks of my day. Andrew said something great. And I, I like, I want him to talk more about this too, but you know how we talk about, you know, getting more done on this show, being more productive, uh, developing more. He said something, and I was like, dude, that's awesome. If you want to be more productive. What did I say? If you want to be more productive. Oh, don't spend your entire day thinking about food or consuming it. Like, I I don't know. Hopefully, people have noticed the uh, the Power Project, uh, our presence on social media has gone has gotten, gotten a lot better. And a lot of that is because I am spending a shit ton of time reaching out, connecting with more people, posting as much as possible. I can tell you right now that would not be possible if I was eating like I normally would have back in the day, which is like, oh, I got to before I go to work, I got to eat breakfast. So now that puts me like an hour behind. As soon as I get there, like, okay, what am I going to eat now? Dude, all these little things that I've talked about in the past about like everybody's looking for a hack. Everybody follows Tim Ferriss because he does all these awesome hacks. Even Ben Greenfield, you know, he does all kinds of weird experiments. It's all to try to get like an edge on the competition and whatnot. The absolute best productivity hack is fast. Like, don't don't waste your time eating. Like, I, it sounds crazy to some. I know it does. Like, what do you mean you don't eat? But like, dude, and, and then the, the cognitive like benefits from it all is it's 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 crazy. It's the absolute best thing for productivity. I think it's the best damn diet too. I think, and I think it fits everybody. I, I can't really think of scenarios where, um, where fasting would be a negative for anybody. I think it's it's beneficial to everybody, no matter what diet they're on. It, it can be utilized by anybody, and there's so many different ways that you can fast. The way that we're going to primarily talk about fasting for today is, um, you know, either through not having any calories for you know 18 hours or 20 hours at a time or so. Um, you know, whatever, whatever that fasting, uh, window looks like for you. Um, but primarily we're going to talk about it from a standpoint of like not consuming any calories. In my opinion, once you consume any calories at all, then you are no longer fasting. You're no longer truly fasting. Um, however, that doesn't mean I've said this before on the podcast doesn't mean it's, it's hampering your results and it doesn't mean that you still can't get some of the benefits from fasting. But I just want to make that clear because I think a lot of people are putting a lot of, they're maybe putting too much stuff in their coffee, too much heavy cream, too much MCT oil, and, and just uh, maybe they're kind of missing the point. Like you can't have 300 calories and really consider to fast. You can have 300 calories uh, throughout your morning to kind of starve off the amount overall amount of calories that you might normally eat and then partition your calories off for later. But it's to me, it's uh, I, I think you'd be better off with just a real true fast. Yeah, you don't want to let the calories get too heavy. Um, but I think what you're saying, like if you do in the morning, spread those calories out, right? What people need to remember is that you don't you don't want calories from like carbs, right? That will like that will rev your hunger. I've tried this just to see like what kind of difference it makes. And you like literally after you have if you put sugar in your coffee or something mm-hmm. versus if someone uses a little bit of cream or like maybe a supplement that has a little bit of fat in it, you won't feel hungry. You right. probably won't feel hungry after you have that fat in your coffee. Depending on how much it is. Right. But if you add sugar or something that has carbohydrates into it, like literally 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, you're going to be like, oh, oh, I'm super hungry. So that's something you really want to keep in mind. 
Um, ideally, if you could just go have a black, you know, have a black right. coffee or just have straight tea, that'd be great if you can manage that. That's something I usually like to do. Um, but trying not to have calories during the day is super helpful. Also, what like we've mentioned this before, but and after we mentioned it in that episode about sparkling water, a bunch of other people commented, oh my gosh. I thought you, that was just me. I thought that was just me. Yeah. Again, sparkling water, you're going to find that like if you have some of it during the day, for some reason it helps stave off hunger. I can't yeah. explain to you why. We talked about mouth pleasure. But it really does help you keep on your fast in a much easier fashion. Yeah, I think also like when you when you do drink it, you kind of you start burping a little bit. You feel you that feel, combination, yeah. You feel a little full, so I think that has something to do with it too. I wonder if it has to do with like how long it takes you to drink it too, because it takes a little while because of the bubbles, right? Yeah. And then same thing with a coffee or a tea. Um, so let's just kind of start out by giving you a couple uh, couple tips that you could take home and, and start applying right away. Coffee, tea, um, those would definitely be helpful. We just mentioned sparkling water, so now you already have three things that you can do. Staying busy is probably uh, staying busy is probably the most important thing. Like. And if you're not busy for a particular day, give yourself stuff to do. Give yourself a little homework to do. Oh, I'm going to listen to this podcast today. Oh, I'm going to go on a couple of walks today. I'm going to go on a hike today. I'm, you know, going to visit my mom today or whatever it is. Something that's helped me a lot whenever I hear, oh, that's happening at 12 or that's happening at 1 or that's happening at this time. Then I'm like, oh, cool. Like my, the end of my fast comes shortly after that usually for me. Um, you know, I, I usually eat around like four or five o'clock. And so when there's something like kind of in the way or something, not in the way, something to do in the day, that's a little bit later in the day. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Cause that's going to preoccupy my time. Mm-hmm. Um, give yourself stuff to do it, you know, and then if you have a very productive day at work, you have a, or you have a, a day at work that's very busy. Um, those are the best days to fast. Now, if you have, you know, a random Sunday where you kind of know you're going to sit around and like watch football or just chill out or hang with some friends. That's probably a great day to not fast. Probably a great day to just be like, you know what? I'm just not even going to, I'm just going to see what, where the day takes me. And if it's convenient to fast and I'll do it. But otherwise uh, there's no rule that says you have to fast every single day all the time. Yeah. Now, I was just going to add one more really, really easy thing to throw in all that is mind bullet. Yep. That, ooh, no, not only myself, but also my girlfriend and a few other people, like, when they take Mind Bullet, they do find that mm, you're not as hungry. I don't know. Do you know why that is the effect of Kratom? Or? Uh, I don't know the scientific reason on why uh, it does that, but it has a huge impact on me. Mm-hmm. It helps me to fast quite a bit. I know it helps my brother. My brother-in-law has talked about it and many, many people that have tried the product. You want to check it out, go over to MindBullet.com. I know this probably sounds like an advertisement, but it is an advertisement. Um, it, it's it's a great product for that kind of stuff. And I I just always, with, when it comes to Mind Bullet, I always go back to the fact that it just puts you in a better mood. I think a better, like people talk about um, emotional eating. Oh, I'm an emotional eater. Well, you're, you know, you're really probably not going to make bad decisions when you feel really good. It's probably when you feel kind of bad that you'll make a bad decision because you kind of think it's going to fill in a gap for you. But I, you know, with uh, with Mind Bullet with Kratom, which is the the product that's in Mind Bullet, it's going to put you in a better mood, which I think just makes everything easier. It makes your workout a little bit easier. It takes the edge off of your kind of bumps and bruises, your pain. It makes being creative easier. It makes it makes laughing easier. It, may, it makes everything, in my opinion, a little bit easier. Yeah, and that's also another. Uh really cool like uh productivity hack is i take mind bullet it helps me get through my fast and it like kind of puts me in that uh that flow state right like where i'm focused on work and it just you know that tunnel vision it's it's again not an advertisement slash is an advertisement but it works i'm gonna be i'm gonna get weird man like honestly like oh shit here we go oh shit back to the chindo it really oh okay you know what guys (laughs) um just, just Google Chindo or go on Amazon and maybe type in Chindo if you want to know what we're talking Chindo. about. Chindo.com black backslash and Sima Yang for 25% off your Chindo today. <laughs> uh, um, it's called The Accommodator on Amazon if you guys want to check it out. Now, what I was going to say was um, it, it's really weird, dude. Mind Bullet makes me more empathetic. And I can't tell you how many times like I'll, I'll take it and then I'll be like, 
I need to just text my mom I love her. I need to just text my girl I love her real quick. Let me just let this person... Like, it really, that does... Like, that's happened Absolutely. so many times. You just feel like you need to let the people know how mm-hmm. think, how like how how much you care for them yeah it's it's weird man but it, you don't it, yeah it, it does kind of sound weird but it's it's not like you do like uh i, I say i get a oh i don't want to say obnoxious but that's the only word i can think of where i'm like like super loving like i'm caring all of a sudden and like a little silly almost you know it's, yeah. it's again you can, you can also get a little chatty on it right <laughs> extremely chatty yeah you're like you're like a little kid that got hyped up about getting like a new pair of sneakers or something you're all pumped we were we were in a, in a text thread yesterday me and Seema and Smokey and oh yeah we're all just ripping on each well, other well I, I Smokey texts me outside of the thread and I'm like sorry dude create or uh, mind bullet just kicked in and he's like it shows Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, but it, it, it's great. It's awesome, but it's great. But I was, I was going to say this, okay, real quick about the caffeine. Um, what I really like to do is like in the morning if I have a coffee, right? In the afternoon, you might want some more caffeine or you might just want to have something like that. Tea has much less caffeine. Um, and what I like to do is I have this like tea, iced tea maker from this company called Takia. Right, and it makes it really easy because it allows you to brew the teas in it and like chill it. It's it's crazy. how many secrets does this guy have? That he's not like it's always just something the first new. I've heard, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. But it, it's really dope because a lot of people find iced tea difficult to make, right? But like you can make big batches of iced tea, and I like to put green tea and black tea together and brew it, and it'll last me like three or four days, and that'll be the thing I have in the afternoon because. Tea has a little bit of caffeine, but much less so than coffee. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to affect like later on in the day when you're trying to get ready for bed or you're trying to wind down. You won't be highly caffeinated. Is that accepted to mix green and black? Yeah, jungle fever tea. Mixing them together is that? I mean, do people look? Do you, when you when you're out on the street, do well, people hey, look at you weird? One or? of our, one of my favorite one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things to get when I go to uh, like frozen yogurt is a swirl, you know, some vanilla and some chocolate, right? A little mix. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Bringing um, cultures together is what yeah, he's doing yeah. there with the black and the green, mm-hmm. with but, a little bit of caramel on top. But it is so we're all involved. <laughs> it is really good. I want to say I didn't get this. Wasn't my idea. Um, Thomas DeLauer's made videos on like the benefits wow. of green and black tea, etc., and mixing it together. So he talked all about why it's beneficial to do that and while fasting. So you guys mm-hmm. can look that up. But it's something that I do literally every single day, um, and I do that too just because I was telling Mark I used to buy green black tea at Starbucks because iced tea was just too hard to make at home. It's like ah, this is too much money. I'm wasting it. So then I just like like the again the company is called Takia. Right for the iced tea maker, it's twenty bucks on Amazon. You'll save a lot of money. Only twenty bucks. That's great. Yeah, just like the uh, the coffee maker that I have in the uh, in the podcast room. Mm-hmm. Are so we, we going got, back to a budget episode? I right think now? so. A little bit. Yeah. 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 So I have just a uh, super cheap. It was twenty bucks at Walmart. It's a Keurig, but obviously it's not the Keurig brand. But I got that and like a hundred capsule box from Costco of like their San Francisco coffee. I don't know what whatever it is. But it's really, really good. It actually is. It's a really good coffee, and it's super inexpensive. For 50 bucks, I'm, like, set for, like, half of the year. <laughs> so you don't have to go to Starbucks to get your coffee anymore. But you yeah. can still go to Phil's because it's really good. Mm. I think the number one thing that's going to help people with their fast is to just actually eat and to just lie about it. You know? So just... That's what we do every <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner over here. For reals? With no... <laughs> Is that why I'm so much skinnier? The joke's on you, bro. Oh, uh, <laughs> Just post about it on IG and you're good. Just hashtag intermittent fasting and you're Just good to a, go. a picture of your empty plate? <laughs> yeah. As long as people think you're doing it, you're good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the main thing. So another thing that will help you tremendously is just to exercise. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure a lot of you have been ferociously hungry before and you're like on your way to the gym and you're like... I should stop and eat some food. I'm kind of dying over here. But if you actually just go and lift or run or whatever your exercise was for the day, uh, it will demolish your hunger. And actually, it's kind of weird because it will it will cut your, your cravings and your hunger back so much that sometimes you don't even want to eat afterwards. So mm-hmm. I know sometimes I get done with a hard session and I, I'm not really... I'm not really thinking about food, so I might not even get to my food until two or three hours after that. So it's about you know about a 90 minute workout or so, 
And then you got an additional maybe hour or two that you're probably still not really that hungry. Yeah, and I don't want to say it's like fight or flight mode, but like if you are really, really hungry, next thing you know, you're like, shit, I got to get under this bar. You're not thinking like, like, I mean, I'd imagine some people are like, no, dude, I do think about what I'm going to eat right before I go under a bar. But... I mean, yeah, you, you want to survive this lift. Therefore, the thought of food, it's, it's gone. You're concentrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You're, you're hyper-focused on what you're doing right now. You're not worried about that you know, hunger pain or whatever you have. Mm-hmm. Like, along with this, right, if you're trying to exercise and work out, this is one thing that I think a lot of people that exercise forget about when they're fasting is getting in electrolytes. I don't think we mentioned that in this episode, but electrolytes, for me, like with lifting, with, with the martial arts or whatever, you need to have electrolytes. You should have electrolytes before you lift. So like, you know, you could salt your water, et cetera, but that magnesium, that potassium, it's really beneficial to have that so that you're not, you're, you're not feeling as much muscle fatigue as you usually would. And trust me, you're going to feel the difference after you get it in for a few days. Yeah. So outside of like, I know we have our sponsor, Perfect Keto, but like what other other ways that you can get your electrolytes and magnesium in? Uh, you can just get some, you know, throw some salt you know, throw some salt in your uh, in your food. Throw some salts in your salt in your drink. A lot of times, pre workout, I have some salt. That's kind of my my pre workout. I just uh, sometimes I'll just dump it in my mouth. Other times, I'll I'll just put it in my water bottle that I drink throughout the workout. Um, and there's some other great products out there too. Like uh, there's a company called Keto Vitals. Uh, they have an electrolyte powder that's pretty good. Um, and then I just tried one out um, yesterday. Uh, called Element, which is really good. I tried it a while back when they were kind of in prototype stage, um, but now they have a few different flavors. They have an unflavored one, which has no calories at all. And then the other two, I think, have like around 10 calories, but they taste really good. So I know a lot of times we're we're looking for a different taste. You know, we're just like, you know, can I get a different taste than just steak? Can I get a different taste than just eggs? Which, by the way, a lot of that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen to me anymore because of fasting. So because I'm hungry at the end of the day, I'm never like, oh, man, I, I would, like obviously there's still going to be cravings. There's still going to be things that come in and out of your head here and there where you're just like, oh, yeah, I'd love to just roll through Carl's Jr. and not give a fuck and, and get the curly fries and get a chocolate shake and everything. <laughs> um, th- that, those things are always going to happen, probably, especially if you were a fat boy like me. Um, but when you're, you know, when you're on, a, on this style of diet, when you're fasting and you're kind of meat focused, it's very rare to uh, not be excited about the meal. And I think that's the other thing about it, too, is that I'm, you know, I start out every day by being excited about the end of the day. Like, I start out every day being pumped that, like, okay, I'm going to go through some hard shit today. Like, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do a lot of thinking. I'm going to podcast. I'm going to work a lot. I'm going to work on elevating my business. I'm going to work on being a better person, being a better dad. I'm going to work on all these things. And when a lot of that work is over with, then I get to celebrate with a big feast. I get to celebrate with a big meal. And I look forward to that every single day. And even that helps me with my fast. Yeah, you've talked about, like, uh, getting more wins in the day. Like, that's a huge win right there. Like, uh, Jordan Syatt, he had said, you know, uh, if you followed your diet and you got your training in, then you get to mark a circle on your calendar. And then at the end of the month, if you have more circles than X's, then, you know, you're, you're on your right. You're right. on the way. A little smiley face right there. Yeah. 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 And I think doing something like that, like people don't really think about like, like, wow, I can get a win through my diet. It's like, yeah, fast for 16 hours. You're halfway there. <laughs> and fasting is literally fighting against disease. Like, it's fighting against diabetes. It's fighting against insulin resistance. It's fighting against so many other things. You're allowing your body, as we mentioned in the last podcast, sometimes we're convenient or we're constantly uh, interrupting our body's natural healing processes. Once we start to burn our own body fat and once we start to uh, make ketones, I think that we're, we're on our way into you know, cure, uh, healing the body. Your body's trying to attempt to heal itself. Your body, I mean, it, you literally start to go into something called autophagy, which is the killing of some of your old old cells and the building of some of your new cells. So you got to really think about like when you're fasting, you think about like why you're fasting. You know, we're not, we are fasting to get a better body. That's part of it. Um, but we're also fasting for the potential health benefits of it. And in addition to the health benefits, all the preventative stuff, which I know is hard to wrap your brain around if you're listening to this and you're 25 years old. But, uh, 
you know, nobody wants to have dementia. I think, I think it's probably the most evil thing that could happen to somebody is to have your memory erased. Cause then, uh, then who, like, I don't know, you just lose who you are and you lose who all the other people are in your life. And it's uh, very, very difficult for families to go through. And a lot of families are going through it and they say that 50% of the population will be going through that. As we continue to figure out how people can live longer, people are going to be sicker because they're, they're staying alive with some medication, but the medications aren't getting to the root cause. The medications are just kind of prolonging the inevitable and the people are still sick while they're still here. So I've said this before on this podcast too, that uh, people aren't living longer. They're like dying longer. You know, year, you know, thousands of years ago when people would die in their twenties or something from like an infection, um, you know, we, we have solutions to a lot of that stuff. So they didn't have that back then. So you, we never got to see, we never got to really know what a carnivorous diet would do because all those motherfuckers died. Like they killed each other and shit. You know, there's like Indians and stuff like that. And, and, uh, people fighting over territory and there's a lot of war going on. And yeah. uh, Joe Rogan just had a really crazy podcast about the Comanche Indians. I don't know if you guys haven't heard that story, you should, anybody listen to this, you should check it out. It, no it's, idea. It's, it's fucking crazy. But anyway, uh, I don't want to get sidetracked on that too much. But anyway, you kind of, you, you catch my drift is that the fasting that you're doing is, is so valuable to you. And it's such a black and white thing. Like, what are the rules? The rules are I can't eat. And if you wanted to have, you know, a couple of calories, I don't think that's a huge deal. But as I said in the beginning, don't lie to yourself and don't, you know, if you go to Starbucks and you say, Hey, throw some heavy cream in there. You're done. They're, they're throwing in four or 500 calories of heavy cream in there. You, you got to really be diligent about it and you got to be a little bit of a, a maniac about it. And you might have to kind of pour it in yourself or say, I just, you know, I just really want just like a splash or like a tablespoon of it. If you really think that's going to make a big difference in the flavor of coffee, I don't know. Uh, I know we're talking about things to do while fasting, but we are mentioning some things that make fasts easier. So have either of you noticed any certain like more nutrient dense foods that because like I notice like when I I still incorporate organ meat. So I still have liver almost every night um, when I incorporate that and like, no, it's not carnivore, but avocado because of how much potassium it has. I've had some of that with my dinner. It does make me feel overall better the next day. I don't like I don't have as much cravings or I don't even want to eat as early as I typically would. Either you guys notice that with anything you eat? Oh, I think food choices are huge. You know, so the actual, once you get to the end of your fast, what you actually eat uh, is huge. And I think you need to eat meat like it's your job. It'd be great to get some eggs in there too because eggs provide some different things that the meat might not have. If you're able to do something like, um, if you're able to eat liver, then that, that would be a great option. Um, bone broth is also a pretty good option. And, uh, you know, in the stores, a lot of times they have liver worst, which I actually uh, like quite a bit. Um, but it's kind of a combination of like liver and meat and usually like onions. And it's kind of a, a mix, mix of stuff. And you can try to online is probably a better, uh, better way to find healthier options. I get mine from a company called us wellness meats. Um, but that's been very beneficial to me because I don't really love the taste of regular liver by itself. So that's a way for me to get some liver in without uh, having to deal with the flavor. Yeah, it's night and day difference. When I have a lot of carbs the day before, the following day, like my metabolism, whatever it is, my my hunger, like it's still going. Like it still wants more. So when I do eat more protein, I eat more meats, it's it's a cakewalk the following day. So I think, you know, following a a low-carb diet or even carnivore diet, is extremely beneficial when you're trying to get into fasting. I apologize. I forget the guy's name, but I just listened to him on a podcast recently. I think he was on like the carnivore cast or something like that. And the guy said um, he's really big on what he calls uh, beasting, fasting, and feasting, which is beasting is exercising. And then fasting is what we're talking about here today. Mm -hmm. And then the feasting is, you know, really getting after it and and having a kind of a big ass meal. And that's something I've adopted is to kind of eat uh, one meal a day. But um, the guy had a lot of great information on, you know, like why you fast and all these different things. But what I thought uh, that made the most sense to me was just knowing that you get to feast at the end of the day is again, a, a promotional thing for you to like starve off, you know, the, this, uh, 
these, all these opportunities that we have to eat every single day. And, you know, other people are going to be more freaked out by you not eating. Um, you know, your mom is going to be like, what, you know, what's going on? Your grandma, right? Your grandma is saying, <laughs> saying you're looking skinny or something, right? Our yeah. family members are going to be like, like, what is going on? Like, why aren't you eating? And so, like, you know, for some of those situations, it's kind of hard. But, you know, there's ways to there's ways you can work on kind of camouflaging yourself in there and, and, and not making too big of a scene of it if you don't really care to talk about it a ton. But people also just get used to it. Um, and most of the time, most of the time, people people really don't care that much about what you're like. They might joke with you. They might poke at you. But like, how long are they going to do that for? They're going to like make a joke or say something and then they're going to kind of move on. So it's going to just, it's just going to be a second or two. Like when I went with my kids the other day to eat, they didn't care that I didn't eat. Like I went to sushi and uh, they ordered their normal stuff and I felt like I had my one meal for the day. I felt like I was satisfied and I was like, I don't need anything. And I think some people might view that and they might think, wow, that's really miserable. But I didn't feel like I was miserable at all. I was actually sitting there enjoying my Pellegrino. And uh, I was already full from from what I ate previously. Yeah, you get used to it, just like you get used to the comments. Like you're you're gonna get them the first time. You might be like, "No, Dick, like I'm trying to get healthier. I'm trying to do better." Then the next time, it's like, "Okay, I heard that already. Like, come up with some new material, like whatever it is." So eventually, yeah, you get used to it also, just like they get used to it. And then their comments don't bother you anymore. You know, one we we haven't actually talked about it as much as we did in the past, but. If you want to set yourself up to actually feel good the next day for fasting, what do you think I'm going to mention, Andrew? Sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to do this real quick. We're going to do this. No, no. I don't, I don't, I don't think it matters. I think we, we can't say it enough. We, like, we have to mention that because if we don't mention that in this episode, and this is the one episode somebody listens to, they'll do everything. They'll sleep for six hours or five hours. They'll wake up hungry. So you got to make sure that you get enough rest and you get quality sleep. We talk about taping your mouth shut. Please do that. We were talking about that here. You'll get quality sleep. But if you get a good quality night's sleep, you'll feel energized the next day where you're not going to have nearly as many cravings as you typically would. And I want to get one of those chili pads that... Uh, oh, yeah. That looks pretty cool, huh? I was thinking about that. But, well, the whole thing about like being able to wake you up when it's hot, like... Okay, yeah, sidetracked. Anyway, um, yeah, if you don't get enough sleep, your body actually, you kind of feel like you have the munchies from smoking weed. Yep. Like your ghrelin levels go crazy and you, you all of a sudden start making bad uh, food decisions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that comes from your... What are you talking about, Andrew? How would you know anything about that? I read it on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ghrelin's your hunger hormone, people. There you go. Yeah, I would see. imagine, you know, I'm thinking about that chili pad and like when we were talking about like budget and cost and stuff, like one of the worst things is is getting an electric bill in the summer here in California and being like, oh, my God, is that even right? Like, do we and then you're like, do we need the AC that bad? And you really do because it fucking gets hot here. That chili pad might be something that might save you a little bit of dough, too, because I mean, I, I'm sure it probably costs a, a good amount of money to purchase the chili pad itself. Yeah. Uh, but that's just an initial cost. And then maybe you might be able to save some money on, on the temperature in your house. Yeah. I mean, I know for me personally, like, it's really annoying to have anything running as I'm asleep. So the fact that it will keep you keep me cool throughout the night, like, and that's one of the like, people ask all the time, like, how do I get better sleep? I keep waking up. Da, da, da. It's like you need to be much colder than you think. And with the chili pad, like. Oh, man, it's I'm I'm definitely looking at like yeah. it, it looks and then I didn't know it could change temperature though. Mm-hmm. Your uh, room is supposed to be like 68 degrees or something like yep. that. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, pretty then, damn cold, especially to try to keep that up in the uh, summertime. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, I will go close vents and stuff to try to get the, the room colder, but then it's like oh, I forgot to open it, and everyone's sweating now. I think we're definitely gonna get a chili pad before summer comes. Well, especially like. The waking up feature, I didn't know that was possible. Oh, yeah, because no, your body naturally, the temperature of your body goes up as you're getting close to waking, at least if you don't use an alarm, and then you just wake up and you feel great. But, like, yeah, you can actually set it to do that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Other things you can do for fasting, what do you guys think? I, I think 10-minute walk, we've talked about that quite a bit. That's just a form of exercise, as we did mention exercise already. Yep. Um, but something I've noticed for myself is, you know, going out and doing a 10-minute walk right after I have my meal. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives me time to recognize, like, dude, you had enough food. Yeah. And it gives me time to have, like, a conversation with myself about, because it's really about control. We've talked a lot about that that on this podcast as well. 
what we're trying to do is trying to build up some self-control and then people might think like, oh my God, you got, you're so disciplined, but it, the thoughts that go through your head are still there. And then you have the self-control to not act on them. Just like you'd have the self-control against like anger or just like you'd have the self-control against, uh, you know, a bad habit that you don't, you don't want to ha- see it happen. Mm-hmm. I was actually listening to something the other day and they said that's the, the number one, the hardest thing for people to control uh, is anger. It, it's hard, hard to see, you know, for people to control their anger. And I was thinking, man, food has to be you know, right up there with it, or maybe even food is actually the culprit of people's anger in the first place. Uh, but anyway, like we're trying to build some disciplines in so that we can have better self-control. And the more that you can occupy your time and the more that you can do stuff, uh, the easier it is going to be to make it through all these fasts. Yeah. Um, I'd say one thing to, to help is to avoid, whether it be <clears throat> on Instagram, but like don't follow food pages. Mm, you're like, oh. You're starting this out. You're right. Yeah, because you're going to be, <clears throat> you know, trying to keep yourself busy. And if you find yourself, like, in the lull of time, you're just going to like, you know, I'm, I'm going to check Instagram. The first thing you open is, like, uh, some amazing thing. You know, don't don't unfollow Mark because he, you know. <laughs> he will post a lot of meat. He yeah. will post a lot of meat stuff. But that's not the main thing. But you, if you follow, like, any food-specific accounts, like, that's. Maybe put them on mute while you're trying to fast. Just don't look at it for a little while. Yeah, I think that's that's huge. Steve said he had to stop looking at my stuff. Yo, let's do something we like to always do. Let's relate it back to porn. <laughs> a lot of people have a food addiction, right? So, number one, like you know, if you have addiction, you need to uh, you need to sub something in. So, subbing it in with you feel hungry, go take a ten minute walk or a fifteen minute walk. That'll help. But what do you also do if like you're trying to stop? watching porn you don't you don't look at it a little bit and then go about your day you you, you don't because yeah. you you look at it for a little bit and 10 minutes later your hands in your pants what's going on <laughs> straight up yeah you, you don't you just you, you figure out a way where you're putting yourself in situations where it's not the first thing you mm-hmm. think about and that'll help you out a lot and then sooner or later that's not going to be an issue anymore you got to start off like that yeah I, I won't take the uh the idea from oh he's right there actually chris bell uh, maybe I'll, we'll get him to jump on here, but he actually had a really like really concise correlation between food and porn. So we'll get him on here and we'll actually talk about I it. I really want to hear that. I, one. It's yeah, it's really good. I think he was like still formulating how he wanted to word it and stuff. But food porn combine the two. Yeah, well, we have thing? talked about it on this podcast too. Uh, we, we talked about it a few episodes ago. We were talking about. It. I mean, they're they're definitely you know when, once you start to like whatever you put into your feed, you know, into your brain. Um, it's just going to get you thinking in those terms all the time. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times these things are so attractive and they're so um, over the top that they're really pulling on some strings of, uh, of our desires, you know, and maybe it's not maybe it's not healthy mm. to uh, overly desire things that like are maybe unrealistic to happen, you know. Are you really going to be hooking up with three girls at one time type of thing? You know what I mean? Like, like ho- hopefully you can figure it out. But, you know, if you're married and stuff like that, this is not a great place for your mind to be, like, drifting off to. Yeah. Uh, during Shredageddon, one thing that helped me fast every single day was the end goal. So having that in mind every single day. So, whatever you know, you want to lose 10 pounds or whatever, write that shit down, put it on your bathroom mirror. So that way every time you look at it, you're just like, oh, that's why I'm doing this. So having the right mindset to actually be stronger than the damn hunger pains. Like, we've all been hungry. Like, you're telling me you can't handle a little bit of hunger? Yeah, hunger is also, you know, you have to always kind of think back to, like, how we evolved and, like, where did all this stuff come from and why are we set up this way? Hunger is not really, like, a cue to eat necessarily. Like, hunger, if you really think about it, it's not a cue to walk five feet to your refrigerator. It was probably more a cue to hunt than it was anything else. And then how long would it take you to kill something? I don't know. Like, maybe you're not that skilled of a hunter. Maybe it took you a couple days, you know, or maybe it took you a few hours. And then even even if you were to kill something, let's say immediately, let's say you shot a duck or something, and uh, or got something with a bow and arrow, like, if you if you were able to kill something, uh, it would take you a long time to even be able to eat it, though, because you got to, like, prep it. And there's there's just a lot of stuff that needs to go on. And if you're... You know, if you're cooking it and all these different things, I mean, it's you're talking about you probably kill something like mid afternoon and probably can't even eat it until the next day. Yeah. 
You know, like yeah, you probably like start a fire. <laughs> yeah, we'll get everybody together tomorrow and eat this. But like, let's lug it back to our camp or whatever. You know, I don't know how it all worked, but if you think about that, is that hunger is hunger is a signal that yeah, you probably do need some food, but not at the moment. It's a it's kind of a false alarm, and that hunger will come and go. And there's, you know, when I think back to when I was heavy, I was hungry anyway. If you think back a few years ago, and if you think back a few years ago, all the time. So. It, now we're just putting our hunger in a different spot and we're just looking at hunger in a completely different way. When I was 330 pounds, I was fucking hungry. I was hungrier then and a lot more uncomfortable and a lot less healthy then. Uh, I was stronger in the gym, uh, but that's just because I just had, uh, you know, a lot of mass, a lot of overall body weight, a lot of overall muscle on me. Along the lines of getting rid of like the Instagram accounts that have food is also getting rid of the bad food in the house. Like if you have a, you know, whether it be frozen or in the refrigerator, a big old steak, it's going to take you a while, just like you said, with, you know, hunting and stuff. But if you have like some popcorn that's ready to go in like three minutes, you're like, you know what, F this, I'm going to just do this. I promise I'll start tomorrow. Yeah. If you didn't have that, you couldn't make that choice. If you're a family and you got kids and stuff like that, then have one part of your pantry the best that you can uh, set up so that. That's all the kids stuff on one side or whatever way you can partition it out. But it'd be great if you didn't have to look at it every day, especially if you're if you're addicted to food. Um, just like we're mentioning in the porn, like it's it's the best thing to do is just to not look at it. Uh, the best way for me to stop pouring a ton of heavy cream into my coffee is to just not have coffee anymore because mm-hmm. I like coffee with, he- with tons of heavy cream in it. And so sometimes you just have to, you know, uh, figure out a way. How do I abstain from this? How do I create some safety nets around this? Um, I did that in my own pantry. I was like, oh, I got most of my stuff over here and my kids have some of their stuff over here. They don't have a lot of junk. They just got a couple things. But even like a granola bar, like I just rather not see one because like every once in a while I'll be like, I want to knock off like 20 of those and I want to throw peanut butter on top of them. Mm, I can't can't stress enough, honestly, how big of a difference that that makes because even I, I had to do that for myself too. I had to raid all of the snacks, raid everything that I knew I probably shouldn't be having this and just get it out and not buy it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's That honestly makes everything that we're doing right now exponentially easier. So like right now, if you're listening, don't just consider it. Literally just go do that today. Raid your pantry for all your snacks, throw in the fucking trash can and get rid of it. Yeah, don't feel like... Otherwise, can't. we're going to come to your motherfucking house and do it for do you. For you. Yes. Yeah, and if you feel like, like me, I knew I would, I would have been like, no, I'm going to eat it all because I spent all this money on it. Just throw it all out. Listen to the previous episode. You're going to be fine. <laughs> uh, back to porn. So when you, when you do have that, that impulse or you want to, you have a girlfriend, I right? I take a cold shower. Well, you or have I that. take a walk, and yes, I have. But you yes. have your girl. Yes. So when it comes to food, if you don't want to eat, you could not eat your... What are you trying to, trying to tell me to do? What are you trying to tell me I to I mean, eat? technically, you could still have exercise if you were to do the exact same thing you would do to get rid of porn. I sometimes eat tacos. There you go. What, <laughs> what I'm really getting at in a really ridiculous way is tell your partner that you are fasting and then have them join 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 in on the you know war with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's so much easier if you you have a partner in crime That's versus a weird way to go about saying it. <laughs> I don't know how you were getting that. It makes sense in my head. I don't know about you guys. I was like, what are you going to eat instead? And see, I'm like, what? Man? What are you talking about, man? <laughs> tacos. I'm like, yeah, so you did get it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, having a partner that's going to try to help you out versus the opposite. And one way to is just to tell them like, hey, I do have this goal. You see these fucking post-it notes all over the house. This is what it's for. And I'm trying this thing called fasting where you just don't eat. Do you want to try it with me? If not. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm still doing this. Please help me. And there's people that have uh, jobs, you know, uh, where they have like meetings. They have like lunch meetings. And, you know, if you go to like a lunch meeting and, you know, you meet someone at a restaurant, they're always going to be expecting you to eat. And it might be, you know, it might be kind of awkward if the other person, you know, uh, orders orders their food. But, you know, I think, you know, those situations can be awkward, but it, hopefully it's somebody that you know a little bit and you can just say, yeah, I'm doing some intermittent fasting, really trying to make some changes um, and I just, I, you know, working on being healthier and I you know, really care about my strength and my fitness and stuff like that. And again, they might 
you know, throw some shit at you. But like a lot of times they're going to ask you, oh shit, what's that? Like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to do that with you tomorrow. You know? <laughs> yeah. Don't so be afraid. Yeah. Just don't be afraid of telling people exactly what you're trying to do. I think that's the, that's the big barrier. Like you, you kind of cave because you are really concerned on what they're going to think about the health decisions you make. You can't, you can't imagine, dude, how many times somebody tells me, dude, I, someone told me this at work for the diet I'm trying. Like so many people actually have input after you tell them. Whereas it's just like, just try not to give a fuck about the input. Okay, even while I'm doing shred again, I got a handful of people saying, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing what Mark and Seymour are telling you? They don't look like you. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to look like them. <laughs> That's why. Uh, do you guys still, I, I know for me, when I fast a lot, I get cold and I have to pee a lot. Oh. Does that still happen for you guys? I get cold. Like, yeah. <laughs> I get cold quite a bit and the uh, peeing, I, it really depends on like, you know, if I've been, if I've been on point with my diet, then it's not a problem anymore. Um, but it was in the past when I, like if I went from eating carbs to not eating carbs, so that might be what's happening to you is you're probably, you're still eating some carbs, right? Yeah. So you still have some carbohydrates and then the next day you're depleting out your, your carbohydrate intake, you're depleting out some of your glucose. And so your body start probably starting to release some water with that as well. Yeah. How about getting cold? Like, where does that come from? Yeah, I get cold too. I think it's a natural reaction to, um, to fasting. Peter Itia just posted something yesterday on his Instagram about it, but I do not remember 100% what he said. He was trying to stress himself out by, like, we're also fasting, cold. putting himself in cold, too. Yeah. He's trying to add extra stress to that. I so think fasting when, is just a stress, and so uh, all kinds of different shit will happen to you. Maybe, oh, maybe... Is that the brown uh, and white Well, I was going to say, something? maybe you're trying to conserve energy, but I don't know if that makes sense. Hmm. But when you eat, there is a thermic effect of food. So not yeah, you are trying to conserve energy. Yeah, your 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 uh, your thyroid's probably going down a little bit, and your mm-hmm. body's probably trying to uh, conserve energy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when you eat, you do get like your not only what you eat more often does your metabolism actually speed up a little bit, but you do get warmer. Yeah, that's like that's the thing that happens. So when you're not Trades eating for heat. a long period of times, exactly, you're yeah. gonna feel naturally colder. So I thought it was just because I was eating really fast, but I just know like I would get the chills, and then you know Stephanie would be like, "Oh, do you want like turn on the heat or whatever?" I'm like, no, no, no. As soon as I start eating, like I'll get warm. I thought it was because I just you know pounding food, but all right, cool. And now there's something behind it. Yeah. But that's something for people to, to think about is I don't know, bundle up if you're at work and you know because you don't want to be uncomfortable while you're doing something that's you know, could be uncomfortable for you. Mm -hmm. So just be ready by having an extra little something to keep you warm. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to fast. There's a lot of different protocols out there. Um, I would say that, you know, you're trying to get, you know, around 16 hours, but if you're new to fasting, uh, try 12 hours, a little cheat code that I like to use is I like to eat a little bit earlier in the day. And that gives me a few hours of fasting before I go to bed and I don't have any trouble sleeping that way. I know some people uh, have had some issues with that. So just judge it for yourself. But I'll have, you know, three or four hours sometimes before I even went to bed. And then when I go to sleep, I sleep for about eight hours. So eight plus four. Now we're talking about 12 hours already fasted. And then, uh, you know, then I can kind of decide when I'm going to eat for that day. Is it going to be like a 20 hour fast or, you know, right now I'm switched to doing one meal a day. So the fasts are more like, I guess you'd say, like a 23-hour fast, I guess. Um, but when I was starting out, that was a big thing was, let me just see if I can cut. Let me see if I can eat a little bit earlier. And I know it's not an option for everybody because they get home from work and they got to get to bed at a certain time and stuff. But if you, can, if you can try to eat an hour or two before you go to bed, you already have an hour or two jumpstart on your fast. Take a little bit of time to plan that out too, if you know you have to get back from work. So the cool, great thing I like about this is that I'm no longer having to refrigerate food. I can just make the food right there and then. But plan what you're going to eat so you don't have to take as much time thinking about it, and then it'll take away the stress of that too. Yeah. So I always tell people like, if you want to fast today, it starts yesterday, mm-hmm. and that's you know it, the really easy way to tell people is like, okay, no food after eight. That has nothing to do with like what most people are talking about. Oh, don't eat before dinner. Da, da, da. We're just talking about fasting uh, specifically, but yeah, dinner before eight, uh, everything we told you guys in the beginning of the podcast, skip breakfast, eat lunch. You just fasted for 16 hours. Mm-hmm. Lunch being 12, you know, like typical lunchtime. And I mean, that's so easy. You just, you just can't, um, what's the word? Uh, 
you can't mess yourself up by drinking coffee with like heavy cream or grabbing a snack here or there because then that's just going to turn everything on like we said earlier yeah, and even like when when uh, Encima sabotage. Was, Sorry, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Damn it. When Encima was pointing out earlier about getting rid of a lot of stuff from your your household, I think you might be like, oh, well, these are like fat free pretzels or whatever. But like all that stuff, it, it doesn't have a place when you're trying to get in better shape and you're trying to you have these goals where you want to lose weight. In my opinion, those things don't they don't they don't have a place. They might have a place at some other time. You might be able to get yourself in good shape, and then you might be able to get better control over how much snacking you're doing and stuff. But I'd say for now, get rid of that shit. Straight up, one of the rules I have nowadays is I just don't buy highly refined foods. That's just the thing that the food that I buy. Um, so if you look at things like pasta, etc., I just don't have any of that anymore. I mean, if if you're trying to you know be able to pound down a lot of food right okay that actually can be pretty beneficial but if you're not and you're 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 trying to control your hunger you're trying to control like how much like how much food you crave don't eat highly refined foods eat actual food you'll get fuller than you typically would it'll be much easier to maintain your dietary protocols it's just going to be easier to maintain everything if everything is food so before we wrap these this uh, episode up Again, we, we opened talking about these flannels. So the way for you to win one of these flannels, I'm not sure exactly if we're doing both, one color, the other color. Uh, first off, you got to be following at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram. you got to be following mbslingshot.apparel on Instagram. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make the post very, very obvious uh, about this episode. But in the comments on both posts, give us your absolute best tip for fasting or tell us your biggest hurdle when it comes to fasting. Um, you guys can be creative, you can be funny, you can be legit. Whatever the best comment is, uh, you guys will win one of these flannels. And we're giving one on our Instagram and one on mbslingshot.apparel. So that is how you can win one of these brand new flannels that at the time of this recording are not even available yet. Cool. Damn. Yeah. All right. Where can people find you, Andrew? Uh, at I am Andrew Z. And again, you guys just heard at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram at MB Power Project on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash Power Project, LinkedIn slash IN slash Power Project. We're all over the place, um, making it as easy as possible to get access to us. The most accessible, accessible, successful podcast on the planet. We guys want you to interact with us on every platform, on every episode, live streams, everything, YouTube.com slash Mark Bell's Power Project. We are all over the place, and uh, yeah, we want to get in touch with everybody. And Sima, where are you at? And Sima Yang on YouTube and Instagram, and Sima Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes, by the way. Go do Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, additionally, we are going to be at the LA Fit Expo this year. Um, <laughs> ooh, nice sound effects. Good timing, too. Uh, we're going to be down there towards the end of January, and uh, we're going to be interviewing a lot of people for the podcast, so... Uh, hopefully we run into some of you, uh, some of you fitness freaks that are going to be at the show. I'm at Mark Smelly Bell on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, and on YouTube. Strength is never a weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch y'all later.